When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at Mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also by Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winter's ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800 833 2591. Or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. And now, here we go, maniacs. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. Welcome to episode 164 of the Sports Yak, the Monday edition. It's the Wilbur Wood episode. Wilbur Wood. Do you remember him growing up? I don't. Former White Sox pitcher. Uh, we used to have the cable package where you got WGN with the Cubs and WSNS TV 44 with the White Sox. Okay. And Wilbur Wood was my favorite White Sox player because Wilbur Wood threw the knuckleball. And he had four 20-win seasons between 1971 and 1974. What's interesting about Wilbur Wood in that stretch, and, and okay, if you want to go up to 75 when he won 16 games, he also had two 20-loss seasons in there. He just threw and threw and threw because he was throwing the knuckleball, so it had no stress on his arm whatsoever. In fact, he is the last player, Corey, July 20th, 1973, he started both ends of a doubleheader for the White Sox. Wow. Lost both games, but he started both ends of a doubleheader for the Sox. Last player to do it. I learned a fun fact today that uh, I've never known about. The Rifleman? Chuck Connors. Was a Cubs first baseman. Yes, he was. Uh, I can't remember how that came up in history. 
maybe it's his birthday. No, no, no. He is somebody who held out on Major League Draft. Does that sound familiar? They wouldn't have had the draft back then. It was some sort of yeah. – he was a, he was opposed against it, but I was like, wait a minute, the Rifleman was the first base guy? For the Cubs. Was he any good? Not that good. No? Not as good as he was at being the Rifleman. Was he a Rifleman second or first? No, I think he was the Rifleman second. Okay. This baseball thing's not working out. I think I'll be an actor. Yes. Other sports athletes who have become actors that were actually good at it. Mm. Athletes who became actors that were actually good at it. Well, Tony Danza was actually a boxer. Okay. And pretty healthy career. Had a decent career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Warren, Hill Street Blues, played for South Bend Central, played for UCLA, was a captain of a national championship team, went on while he was out in L.A., got the acting bug, wow. had a nice career on Hill Street Blues. Mark Harmon, NCIS, former UCLA quarterback. Okay, really? Yes. Wow, okay. Um. Yeah, there are, there are a number of athletes who have become actors. Now, as you said, the the difference being actually good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Bob Uecker, Mr. Belvedere, mm-hmm. um, I would say he did okay on that. LeBron James as LeBron James in Trainwreck. Mm-hmm. I thought he was pretty funny. Shaq? But he was playing himself. What about Shaq in Shaquille some of his O'Neal. movies? Kazam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Shaq the Rapper, too. Along with the Foo Schnickens. I mean, Burt Reynolds was a football player at Florida State hmm. and had a nice career. Do you know who Burt Reynolds' roommate was at Florida State? I do not. Lee Corso. Really? Yes. Wow. There's some stories. There are some stories <laughs> there. Don't you think that, that that's... There's a book, Lee Corso's Life and Times in Football. Mm-hmm. would be a fascinating read, don't you think? Well, I'll take this angle, too. A book called Roommates, because there's a lot of stories of Tommy Lee Jones and George Bush. Yeah. Lee Corso and Burt Reynolds. Oh, man, that's a chapter, yeah. if not more. Uh, let's go down this trail. Favorite Burt Reynolds film. Oh, gosh. I'm Smokey and the Bandit would have to be right up there. I loved Sharky's Machine. Did you ever see that? I don't think he's so. a police detective. That was pretty good. Cannonball Run. Oh yeah, that's that's good. I mean, the stuff he. Let's put it this way: the stuff he churned out was never going to get an Oscar, right? But it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. I thought his TV shows were pretty good too. That Evening, Evening Shade, Shade. That mm-hmm. was that was an enjoyable little show. Mm-hmm. Dan August back in the day in the seventies, cop detective show. When he played the uh, judge slash coach in Mystery Alaska. It's pretty good. Okay. (laughs) I'm putting off talking about the horrendous Chicago Bears as long as I can. Let's go there. Stick a fork in them. They're done. They are done for the year. Or at least I'm done with them. Uh, They're four and six now. They could only manage seven points against the Rams last night. Now, I'll I'll grant you the Rams defensive line, Aaron Donald, really good. Uh the Bears' offensive line, really bad. But come on. Uh, they can't run the ball. Their receivers drop everything. 
Trubisky is errant. The front office that put this together, Ryan Pace, the general manager, somebody should be telling him right now, pack your bags, because this is awful. They hold these they hold these auditions for kickers, as Al Michaels said last night during the broadcast, they basically let anybody within the state of Illinois try out to become the Bears kicker. They get Eddie Pinheiro. What's he do last night? Misses two field goals. Bears should have been up in that game at least 14 nothing on the Rams early on. They had three possessions where they marched it into Rams territory. Uh, Pinheiro misses a 47-yarder. So then the Bears are looking at a potential 45-yarder, and Matt Nagy's basically, I have no confidence in my kicker. We're going for it on fourth and nine. Fails. And then they trot Pinheiro out there for a 43-yarder, and he misses. So it's just a train wreck. That's what it is. If you're a Bears fan, uh, an ardent Bears fan, I feel sorry for you. It's not getting any better this year. It's just not. Resign yourself to that fact. Find something else to do on Sunday afternoon because it's over. Yes, it's over. Call it a day. Sorry that it had to end this way. Was that a little poem by you or is that from a song? That's from a song. Oh, okay. I'll Google that later. Yeah. Meantime, mm-hmm. if you're a Colts fan, life is a lot rosier this week. The Colts ran the ball against Jacksonville yesterday. They ran it so well, they had two running backs with over 100 yards. I can't remember the last time I saw an NFL team do that. And they just ran it down Jacksonville's throats and went at 33-13. Meanwhile, Houston was getting dog-walked by Baltimore yesterday. Boy, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are playing some great football over there. And so the Texans and the Colts are now tied for first in the AFC South with glittering eight, six, and four records. I thought the uh, I thought the Eagles yesterday might have had a chance, but their their two minute drill is not good. Well, their two minute drill is not good. So then fourth down. Carson Wentz is getting his legs taken out from him, throws this miraculous parabola into the end zone, and Nelson Aguiar, who does this every week, drops it. (laughs) I mean, somehow Wentz gets hit in the back of the end zone and lobs this perfect ball to the back of the end zone. Yeah. And Aguilar is there, and it hits him in the hands and goes through. And the Eagles lose to the Patriots because the Patriots win every game that's like this. And the Patriots win 17-10. Although the Patriots have Dallas this coming Sunday. Mm -hmm. That'll be a fascinating game to watch, as will the Sunday night game this coming Sunday. Green Bay at San Francisco. Oh, boy. San Francisco's still unbeaten, or did they lose one? I can't remember. (laughs) They've lost one. Okay. Did you happen to catch the end of the San Francisco-Arizona game yesterday? I did not. So San Francisco is up 30 to 26. It gets down to one of those last play of the games and uh the Cardinals are going to do one of these we're going to lateral it all over the field and try to spring somebody loose. Oh boy. The ball rolls loose. The Niners pick it up and run it in. Oh by the way, the spread on the game, the Niners were a 6-point favorite. So it went from 
Arizona covering to now Arizona doesn't cover. The swing on that one just (laughs) stupid little play apparently sent Vegas into a tizzy. I'm going to ask your permission if I can become a Colts fan for the rest of the season. You can. They win games. You don't need my permission to do that. I don't want you making fun of me because I'm a bandwagon jumper. Well, I'll make fun of you for a lot of things, but, you know. But not that. Not that. Monday Night Football, Chiefs and the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, that could be high scoring. Uh, It would be fun if it were. You've got Mahomes and Rivers and uh, a couple of high-charged offenses, and the Chargers have been playing better as of late, and they especially seem to play well in that little um, soccer stadium home that they have now until their their new stadium gets built out in Los Angeles. So that could be a that could be an entertaining watch. I mean, I'm not going to watch it, but that could be an entertaining watch for some. I I fi- I have an opinion about this, but does Kaepernick get a call from an NFL team after this weekend? Why would he? Because it was a great forty-minute workout. Forty minutes. I don't know. I'm still befuddled by the whole thing. I, I've heard two things. Uh, I've heard number one that his arm still looks very elite. That he's definitely in shape. That there's no doubt that he could play. I've also heard that the whole stunt of not signing the NFL liability waiver and changing the workout at the last minute to someplace sixty miles away and trying to call all of his own shots is the whole reason why NFL teams aren't going to take him. Because Not a team guy. Not a team guy. This seems to be all about Colin Kaepernick. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm confused on the cause that caused him to take a knee for the anthem. I'm confused on to the NFL complying with the workout. I'm confused on a lot of things on this whole story. And yet it continues to be a story that gets all kinds of traction. I just can't remember somebody being out of the league for three years and getting this kind of attention. Mm-hmm. Let's segue into college football, Notre Dame and Navy this past Saturday. Great performance by the Irish. I, I think really... Ever since that last drive of the Virginia Tech game, they have found their rhythm. Much like Michigan did with the second half of the Penn State game, and Michigan has played very well since then. And who knows what it what it is for teams to kind of just find that, I hate to use the term mojo because it gets over you, but there's... There's something. There's it starts a, to click. Yes. A light switch goes on. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this is the this is the way we can and should play. And for Notre Dame, they did a very good job against the option attack of Navy. Yes, I know Malcolm Perry ran for 130 yards, but nobody else did. And a lot of Perry's yardage was well after that game was decided. <coughs> the Irish had to come out. They had to have a quick start. They did. Navy cooperated with that by putting the ball on the ground a couple of times. Book was incredible in the first half. Um, Why Navy was running man coverage on Chase Claypool, I don't know. Uh, Mark Skull Jr. wished I had not put this out because he thought it made it sound like uh, I was making 
that he was making fun of somebody from the Naval Academy, somebody trying to defend our country, but we're just looking at strictly from a football standpoint. Mm -hmm. Why they tried to cover Chase Claypool with an Oompa Loompa is beyond me because they had some poor 5'7 schmuck out there trying to cover Chase Claypool, and that wasn't going to work. You need to double cover that guy, and they never seemed to make the adjustment. Honestly, Notre Dame could have gone to Chase Claypool all day in that game if they wanted to. Navy made the decision that Cole Komet wasn't going to beat him. Okay, well, Cole Komet didn't catch pass all day, and they still lost by 32. Does that game on Saturday give you an even more head-scratching, what happened up in Ann Arbor? Well, yeah, but they weren't the same team then that they are now. Okay. I mean, this is what we have to remember is football teams are like an organism, and they change as a season goes on. You would like to think that you can open up the package and what you get on day one is the same that you're going to get 12 months down the road, Mm -hmm. but injuries happen, things happen, things in the locker room that we probably aren't even aware of happen. And that all unfolds as the season goes on, sometimes for the better of a team, sometimes for the worse. Indiana gave it a valiant effort at Penn State, and I say this knowing that they're on our station, but I continue to contend the greatest chapter of book or the greatest title of a book of the history of Indiana football would be 45 Minutes of Hope (laughs) because that's precisely what they give you. They give you 45 minutes of hope, and then by the fourth quarter, they wear down. Just no gas in the tank. Penn State puts together a 20-play drive, marches at 80 yards down the field, just pounds them into submission. Hoosiers come back, get a field goal at the end, lose 34-27. You're past the point of moral victories, folks. You need, you know, if you're going to be at the elite level, you got to start knocking some people off. And Tom Allen's crew gave it a great effort, but they're not at that level yet. Did you feel a, I don't know why this made such a big headline locally, but did you feel the lack of sellout created any kind of eh for Notre Dame Stadium? Not one way or the other. I mean, you're asking me if there's an eh in Notre Dame Stadium. Corey, I would say of the six home games or seven home games a year, there's an eh for all but one of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, the night game, there was some energy in the place for years. Other than that, when have you really sensed, and you've been there. I mean, I'm, you, I'm talking about, I guess I, I didn't word that correctly. You're looking at the stadium. I know where you sit. Could you see giant patches of empty seats? Well, from up above, you you could, giant patches. In the student section, there were some. Okay. Um, And then right along the top rim of the bowl, you could see. A few. Um, Certainly by halftime, you saw a lot more. Mm -hmm. A lot of people said, oh, I've spent my money. I've gotten cold. I'm going home. Um, You know, it's funny. We did the the Lock Monday Auto Group Irish fan poll at WNDU.com on Countdown to Kickoff, and we asked people what they thought the reason was uh, for the end of the sellout streak. And the options given were – you know, you can watch the game from your TV living room just fine. Uh, tickets too pricey. 
weather, and schedule. Pricey was the overwhelming winner, over 50%. Mm -hmm. Now, I've had a lot of people say, well, the secondary market had tickets for $9.99, bucks, and things like that. Really? But that's a, that's a resold ticket. That's not still not going to sell tickets that are sitting there mm-hmm. that are at minimum $45, and many of them higher than that. So the reason you're not, I mean, and I said this on the air, the reason you're not selling out is because the tickets cost too much. And... It's not going to show up for games like USC and Michigan and the high-demand games. I think it's also a combination of factors. Yes, you get into November, it's colder. Yes. People are less likely to want to sit outside and watch the game when they can watch it from the comfort of their own home. Mm -hmm. And even though Navy was a top 25 team, Navy and Boston College just don't stir the energies around here. No like the teams that you get to play in September and October. Uh, I was going to ask you, oh, yes, you have the Brian Kelly press conference today. Yeah, I'm not going, but that's You're okay. not going? No, I've, I'm. unfortunately, there's something that has to be taken care of. All right. Uh, but what, what would you want to ask Brian Kelly? Maybe I can put a, a word in with one of my friends. And, and he might get asked, what are you, what are you working towards now? What, what what matters now in this point of the season? And I I know he said the you got to know why you're out here and mm-hmm. you know what's your you know is it is is a is there a new narrative after this game and you know what you're working towards? Well, I mean, what they're working to a ten win season is still nothing to sneeze at, right? You know, three straight ten win seasons. You know, the last time that happened in Notre Dame football, I don't. Nineteen ninety one to ninety three. Mm. I mean, it's a generation ago. So three straight 10-win seasons, that's nothing to sneeze at. And if I'm a senior on that team and I can put that in my resume, yeah, not that you're going to put it on there for an employer, but just to know the legacy that you left. Um, and I'm sure that they would love to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. Now, as we discussed with Pete Sampson last week on the show, I still don't think that's going to happen. But you have to put yourself in contention for that, and the only way you're in contention is to win out. And when you say New Year's Six Bowl, Six Bowls? Uh, there are six bowl games that are part of what's called the New Year's Six, and this is where the college football playoff rotates. So two of those are college football playoff games. Mm-hmm. And then you have the four other bowls. Well, the six in the New Year's Six are the Rose, Fiesta, Cotton, Sugar, Peach, and Orange. Those are the six bowls. And uh, this year, Notre Dame would be eligible to go to the Cotton Bowl if they were in the New Year's Six, and they would play the best of the non-Power 5 conference teams. So somebody like a Memphis or a Cincinnati. Okay. Now, there's this debate, too. Would it mean more for Notre Dame to go to a Cotton Bowl and beat somebody like a Memphis or Cincinnati? Or would it mean more to go to the Camping World Bowl, a less prestigious bowl game, but beat somebody that had a little more cachet in their name, say Texas? What are your thoughts? And you're basically kind of, are you hitting the reset button when it comes to a bowl game? Because that's the first game of the new year. Well, you're not really, I mean, it's a combination of things. You might be hitting the reset button a little bit. 
you're not going you never have the same team in a bowl game that you close the year with always you know there's fluctuations and things like that um however it's more of a cap on this season okay and the price tag to travel and everybody that goes with it and what the university gets if they actually play in the bowl, right? There's, right. A, there's a paycheck. Yes. I guess I would go with the more attractive opponent. You'd go with more attractive opponent? Yeah. The people I was listening to the other night went with the the bigger game, the game with the bigger reputation, hmm. uh, to say, yes, we won the Cotton Bowl in 2019. As opposed to, yes, we beat Texas. Right, if that were who the opponent was, yeah. And to be honest, Texas, you know, these days Texas is not the same as beating Texas when we were growing up, right? But yeah, it comes down to, I guess, it would come down to who you're playing. Do you care about I won the Cotton Bowl or I beat whoever the right. other opponent is? Yeah, yeah. Some some food for thought. Maybe the maniacs have some thoughts, and they can share those with us on either Twitter or via email. You can follow us via Sports Yak with two Ks on Twitter, the Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com, our email. Uh, basketball tonight at Purcell Pavilion. Presbyterian. The Blue Hose come to town uh, to take on Mike Bray's Fighting Irish. Another one of those games that uh, Mike puts on the schedule, non conference, to try to build some confidence for his team. John Mooney playing very, very well. Had a career high the other night, Friday night, against Marshall. Um, so. It looks like Notre Dame is starting to find its rhythm. It's only lost so far that road loss to North Carolina. Now, granted, that's the toughest team they've played so far as well. So we'll learn about this team as things go along. IU had a nice win Saturday night, and what made it nice was the contribution of a local player. Demise Anderson had a really strong first half, and they're starting to get excited about him down in Bloomington because of he's starting to regain the outside touch that he had when he was a junior and a senior at Riley High School. So, um, in fact, Demisi is the guest on the IU uh, Coaches Show tonight, I oh, believe. Oh, okay. So, um, that that's good to see. He did that also, by the way, in front of his former teammate, Blake Wesley, who was down there making his official recruiting visit okay. uh, to IU. So, we'll see what Wesley decides to do. Purdue basketball caught my attention over the weekend with a tweet. Oh, really? Did you see the Star Wars poster? No, I didn't. They've taken uh, some of their players, Rise of the Boilermakers, and uh, taken the Star Wars theme and passing that out at games. Well, they uh, certainly rose up against Chicago State the other day with a 93-49 triumph over the Cougars. So uh, Purdue found some offense that day. Can they find it against a quality opponent? That remains to be seen. Hmm. How does it feel to know it's been four in a row for the Blackhawks? It feels good. It feels good to know that there's some Chicago team that I can watch again. <laughs> um, however, I, I know how this works. The first time that I actually tune in a Blackhawks game, they'll spit the bit. Yeah, This is the way it always seems to work. Uh, but they're playing much better. Their offense has been much better. They've shuffled their lines around a little bit. And they have some different combinations playing together, and it seems to be working. So four in a row for the Hawks, who now feel like they're a decent playoff contender, even though if you look in the standings, they're still still near the bottom of their division. Uh, at least they are giving 
some hope for a Chicago team because God knows the Bulls and Bears aren't. <laughs> Kyle Busch has a great weekend. He sure does. He gets his second NASCAR title. Uh, very happy for Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs, if if you remember, uh, back in the day, head coach of the Washington Redskins, won a couple of Super Bowls, got out of that, uh, sank his money into NASCAR teams, became a car owner, and has had terrific success. Uh, he is a believer. He joined us on the Harvest Show once to talk about that. And Joe Gibbs Racing wins its fifth NASCAR title in its history. Um, when you get up into the five title area, you're talking some legendary owners. People, you know, you're talking people like uh, Roger Penske, Richard mm -hmm. Childress, people like that. So uh, good for Joe Gibbs, good for Kurt Busch, solid win yesterday at Homestead. And now the NASCAR season goes on hiatus until February when they rejoin us at Daytona. I was going to throw in that there's a Muffin McGraw show tonight, and you can hear the audio on Pulse FM, but I was looking for where it's at. I feel kind of dumb that... I believe that is now done from the Namoli Club. Oh, okay. At Notre Dame. I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, in the past, they had it at O'Rourke's. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see... Uh, which is the case, and uh, if we learn something, we can put that on the Yak page. There we go. But, yes, that's at 530 tonight on Pulse FM so that things can clear out before Notre Dame men's basketball with Presbyterian. Gotcha. We've, we've run through our list, Chuck. Well, we have, but I have not heard you this excited about a non-Star Wars movie. <laughs> Uh, as you were this morning telling us about Ford versus Ferrari, mm -hmm. what was it that appealed to you about that movie? Heart, humor, action. A healthy balance of all three makes for a great movie. Run, run that through the filter of any movie that you'd like, or in my opinion that I like, and it, if, it, if it's got those three and it's good, it's a great movie. I knew nothing going into this other than, you know, okay, apparently Ford versus Ferrari. But it's just so well done. And it's got a healthy dose of, you know, the car racing. Mm -hmm. It's got this great dialogue. It's a friendship between Ken Miles and uh, Carol Shelby. Uh, it's got the big evil villain of Henry Ford the Deuce. It's got uh, the even bigger enemy of Ferrari over in Italy. And uh, I knew nothing about that race, so I felt like I learned something. And uh, there's some, there's some. It's a great movie, just a great movie, a great Sunday afternoon movie. And you had just, uh, you just watched Peanut Butter Falcon for the fifty third time, <laughs> the second over the weekend. time. We thought that'd be a decent movie because my mother in law was at the house. Oh, okay. And so yes, and my son hadn't seen it. Okay, he didn't go with us to the theater. He loved it. Really? Okay. Yes, he loved it. And my mother in law Sherry thought it was a, a delightful film. Delightful. As well. mm -hmm. They might use that. It's very heartfelt. They might use that. Sherry Sixby says, <laughs> "Delightful, delightful." Yeah, I give Ford versus Ferrari a superb rating. Great movie. I probably will own that one someday All when right. it comes out. Mm hmm. Confusing episode of Blue Bloods over the weekend. They, oh, boy. You know what? Uh, Seinfeld was master of breaking an episode down into three storylines. When Seinfeld was really clicking, like after the first couple of years, mm -hmm. 
every episode of Seinfeld would have three different storylines to highlight the characters. Blue Bloods has followed that for most of its existence. There's usually three storylines. Uh, this week, they tried to branch out into four storylines. Here's the problem. You've only got 60 minutes. And really, you've only got 45. You're right. You can't, you don't have the ability to tell four decent stories in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it just, none of was it, it was. Was it too much? Yeah. yeah. It, none of it was really well developed. Mm-hmm. And it just came across as like, okay, we had a lot of ideas, but we couldn't decide on which ones to do. I I love what, uh, there's three shows that my wife and I are watching together right now. Two, There's one show that we're walking, watching together. I'm watching the other two by myself, but they are weekly shows. Mm-hmm. Not this binge that's happening right. on Netflix. Yeah. The morning show. On Apple TV with uh, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell. We love that show. Okay. And I think it's because I used to have a decent glimpse oh, yeah. at television and how that works. Mm-hmm. This is a much higher caliber New York City anchor network NBC-ish kind of vibe. It still resonates. But it still resonates. And it was episode five. It's so good. And then this Star Wars Mandalorian show is knocking the ball out of the park. Two episodes in. So good. Throwing it back to old school stuff references. So us 50-year-olds are like, I remember that when I was 11. So great. So great. And if you ever want to come over and watch it, you let me know. Or if, oh, that's right. TJ's got it already. TJ's got it. Mm -hmm. And Wouldn't it be great, though, if you did come over and watch it and have some working knowledge and throw that at TJ without him knowing? That'd be pretty funny. (laughs) It would require me... (laughs) To sit through an episode. It would require me (laughs) to do something that I I don't have in me right now, and that's to care about it. (laughs) On a personal note, did you see the invite? I did. We're just checking to make sure that the day is clear. The, The last thing that I would ever want to do mm-hmm. is accept an invite and then have to renege because there was something else scheduled. So we're just double checking to make sure we think we're clear, but we're not sure. In case you're dealing with any kind of low self-esteem in your life right now, and I hope you're not, do you want to know how much the freebie family means to the man family? I have no idea. Did you notice what night it's on? Yeah. It's a Saturday. Right. Because we know Friday's well, I, yeah, I'm a little occupied. That's how big of a Occupado. deal you are. Saturday, it's got to be a Saturday night or no freebies. Yeah. She had a Friday night in the slot. I said, don't do it. I got to have my guy there if he's coming. Wow. <laughs> Very kind. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? If I don't, I'll find one. Mm-hmm. We fortunately have many. Well, at one time I did, and then I think we've we've made a purge. <laughs> burned an effigy uh, i i basically had what i would call the cosby collection <laughs> oh man ah, ah, ah. oh that visual right there and of course there was a reason you had to make a purge there. oh there, yeah. there's that Theo! I, I feel good about this episode i feel like we can wrap things up i feel like we can say we'll see you on uh, wednesday of course we'll have an episode on friday uh we didn't say a word about high school football 
Well, <laughs> there aren't a lot of good words to say about it no. over the weekend. Uh, high school football, we only have one team left playing, and that's the Marion Knights. They survived in Class 3A. They threw a shutout of Knox, 17 mm-hmm. nothing on Friday night. And so they will take on perennial power Bishop Chittard out of Indianapolis, whom we broadcast earlier this year against Northwood, and they destroyed the Panthers. And in all honesty, I would expect Bishop Chittard to be a heavy favorite against Marion in this game. Uh, Marion's down to its backup quarterback uh, because of injuries. But we'll see. Uh, The biggest surprise out of all the teams that lost last weekend, I would say, would be New Prairie. A lot of people expected the Cougars to be playing down at the Dome. Mm -hmm. Hobart manhandled them along the front line and uh, won that game quite easily, 36-7. So Warsaw goes down, Mishawaka, Valparaiso ran right through the cavemen. Um, New Prairie falls, North Judson falls. So all that's left are the Marion Knights. Edwardsburg even fell to DeWitt on Saturday. Uh, they got they got manhandled pretty well up at Leo Hoffman Field, too. So the only team left playing high school football around here, the Marion Knights. And have you made your decision on what game you'll be broadcasting? I believe we're doing Marion and Chittard on Friday night. That was the easiest call I had all weekend. <laughs> and then it's basketball. And then high school basketball. You know what? Um... We're probably going to put out our schedule tomorrow. I'm going to talk to Cosmo. We might put it out tomorrow. Maybe we'll do something Wednesday. We'll see. On Wednesday? Yeah. So maybe we'll release that on the Wednesday. Yeah. All right. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode with glorious information like that right there. There you go. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga Wilburwood. Everybody get out of here. There's a lobster loose. Oh, holy cow. He's loose. You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And by Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial-grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.